Arts FM podcast. This is Scott Kesterson, and tonight you're listening to Tyranny and Diminishing Returns. This war is real. Fighting is everything. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Tempt not the righteous man to draw his sword. Conviction, righteousness, ruthlessness. To understand tolerance, you have to understand the line of intolerance. War is the teacher, soldiers are the students. They become the bards of war. Good evening, patriots. And tonight is Thursday, December 14th in the year 2023. We have a lot of things happening up in our Congress right now. They don't want you to pay attention to because it's that time of season. They want you to be worried about having to pay bills. They want you to worry about how you're going to get Christmas packages under the tree while they continue to pass bills that rape and pillage every bit of rights that we have in this nation. Unfortunately, that is the leadership we have, and it's all treasonous, every bit of it. And it's really time that we start coming to grips with the magnitude of this treason that we are dealing with in this nation. Congress is not of us, for us, by us, anything related to us other than just a hand puppet of the deep state, which is a global cabal of criminal class that seeks to do nothing more than to exploit every last dollar and piece of will that they can exploit from the American people while they wear us down and try to force in a replacement population across the border. It's that simple. And this is truly the, the state of the union as we are right now. There is nobody in D.C. that you can trust. Now, I'm not telling you there are nobody that are not trustable, but I'm telling you from the outside, don't trust any of them because they're in this game. And if they are still there, unless they are covertly working to expose this deep state, they are there because they are more concerned about their pensions, more concerned about their jobs, and they're not there to do the will of the people. Congress is on top on the list. They passed a bill, which I'm going to read about here very shortly. And when you look at the number of people that dissented, you're down to so few people that are doing the right thing. And I'm not even sure that the reason for voting against some of these bills is the right reason other than they're not getting anything they want for it. We have developed such a me class, such an elite class of people that they are literally no longer capable of ruling this nation as our founding fathers intended. Our country is now in its last breaths of what it was intended to be. And actually, I'd argue that that, what it was intended to be is long dead. And so we have to start coming to grips with what that means going forward. Because it's not going to be this uh, as an easy step. And we're not going to vote this out of office and into new happiness down the way. It's going to take a measure of focused warfare that we're going to be able to have to wage against this government in order to remove it, up, out, un, unseat it, and install something that's appropriately correct by the Declaration of Independence. And there is a reason that when the FBI does raids, and they do, and they find Declaration of Independence in people's homes, that they confiscate it as evidence. Because they know very well, just like when that document was originally crafted, if you were anywhere in the British colonies carrying the Declaration of Independence, the penalty was potential death because of what it spoke about in the fact that your rights were given to you by a creator. And as a creator, that means that there was no king in a human flesh form that could have rulership over you, that only God himself could take those rights away. Everything that we are living under now is, a, is an attack and design to remove all your rights and principle to our Constitution and our Declaration of Independence is the fact that property rights have always been the center point of what's made America strong. 
And as we're going to discuss tonight, that is where the new lethal attack is coming in. Just like the WEF has told you from the beginning, the World Economic Forum has told you from the beginning of the COVID con, you will own nothing, you will rent everything, and you will be happy. And this is literally where they're trying to force it on America again, and it is centered right out of Wall Street and right out of D.C. There is no nothing good about those two cesspools in this world. They are the holes of Baphomet and Ball. They are all of them evil, every dang one of them. And I have no exception to that. I don't care what type of trader they are. I don't care if they go to church on every Sunday. The fact of the matter is that they are consumed with a greed that is unprecedented. And it's so consumptive that they will do anything to ensure that the American people no longer have a right to function freely in a society. They want more for themselves and less for others. And they consume like a greedy beast. And this is the world that we now live in that has to be addressed and it has to be addressed powerfully. And as we step into those realms, you have to understand that when we are dealing with billionaire classes and, and the rising classes of people of extreme wealth, I'm not against wealth accumulation. Be very clear about that. But I am against wealth accumulation at the cost of the other's rights to simply live. And this is the, literally where we have gone to as a nation. That there is an elite few that think that they are privileged enough to be able to have more and more and more while others get less and less and less. And they see it as their right to rule and control with power and leverage over everything that was supposed to be equal opportunity for a nation. Opportunity is the key word. And what they're destroying is opportunity. They're destroying the opportunity for you and I and all the generations yet to come. And while they do it, they're playing the games with money. They're mounting on debt. They're laughing at this whole thing of how they can benefit from every single transaction for themselves. And they're leaving behind a mass of people that are going to get wasted in this change. This new era that we're going into is a corporatocracy. And the corporatocracy is not friendly to you and I. It is designed for the few elites that can play the game and play the game big to win. And along the way, bring along their cronies and give them the benefits of being part of the inner circle. But for the rest of the people, we're just a source of taxation and labor. And as they wear this society, this current generation down, they break the back of the next generation. They replace it with a slave class. And that slave class is what's been flooding across the border in the millions. And that slave class is already dependent on them for everything. They arrive in this country to get free meals, free hotels, free flights. And whenever they pull that away, these people literally go into a tirade because they have become 100% dependent upon the, the slave owners. The slave owners are the elites. All of them. All of them. And so it's time now that we as the people decide really where we want to go as a nation, because we are here. And at that turning point we're at, it's a significant shift in the way we are. And Patriots, before we go further tonight, I just want to take mention of the fact that part of this financial shift is crazy. It is literally to push this into a CBDC, a digital currency, and the problem is everybody's thinking it's okay. When I say everybody, everybody in the political spectrum is talking about it, whether they talk about a CBDC, whether they talk about Bitcoin, they want us all on a digital transaction currency. The digital transaction currency is a joke. You can talk to me all day long about how it's going to decentralize everything, and I'm going to tell you that as long as you don't own anything and have a, a precious metal in your hand, you have nothing. Now, with us for over a year has been Birch Gold, and they've been here to help you acquire a good strategy for acquiring precious metals, in particular, getting your retirement accounts aligned and set with precious metals behind them and rather than the paper fiat currency. So get hold of them. And the way you do that is you type the, the word BARDS, B-A-R-D-S, and you text it to 989898. Again, text the word BARDS, B-A-R-D-S, to 989898. 
They will send you an information packet, read through it, get informed, then pick up the phone and give them a call. They will walk you through how to set up a retirement account backed in precious metals. And if you have an existing IRA or 401k, they will get a transition for you into precious metals backed IRA or retirement account at no charge to you. It's worth it all. So give them a call. Start by texting BARDS, B-A-R-D-S, to 989898. Get your information packet, pick up the phone, give them a call, and have a good conversation with them. We have to build a strategy. We get precious metals back in our lives. This paper currency is nuts. So I want to read you an article here, a a notice or post here today that was posted on, um, the site it was posted on, most of you have heard me talk about before, it's Shine with Chandra, good site. This actually was on Telegram, and it came across from um, what's called the Wall Street Apes. I've followed them before. It's pretty solid. It comes across in the high, in the, it begins with high importance, double exclamation point, hidden on page 68,811 of the Federal Registry is a proposal to sell off America's public lands to Wall Street, including our national parks. Quote, We've seen a lot of people ask why we are seeing so many closures of our public lands. You can find the answer on 68,811 of the Federal Registry, where there is a proposal to basically sell off our public lands to Wall Street. Page 68,811 of the Federal Registry in in the year 2023, the year we're in, which was published on October 4th, 2023, page 68,811, you will find that the New York Stock Exchange is working with the Securities and Exchange Commission to create a rule to allow for the creation of a new type of company called a natural asset company, or also known as a NAC. And what it is it that a natural asset company is going to do, you might ask? Well, they will hold the rights, these rights, these are corporations that will hold the rights to ecological performance produced by natural or working areas such as national reserves, which is public lands or large-scale farmlands, and have the authority to manage these areas. So that means the public land management agencies won't be managing these areas anymore. It's these natural asset companies that will be the ones with the authority to manage the areas of conservation, restoration, or sustainable management. These rights can be licensed with like other rights, such as mineral rights or water rights or air rights, and they're expected to license these rights from sovereign nations, so governments or private private landowners. They, so they don't want to just lock up our public land. They want to lock up our private land. And these assets can be areas that are publicly owned, such as a national park or tracts of privately owned property held by individuals. So they want to privatize our national parks to these NACs and ACs so that they can get returns on investment on them. This is the Rockefellers. This is the stock New York Exchange, New York Stock Exchange. This is Wall Street is this is Wall Street interested in these conservation leases. So you ask me the question, like who stands to benefit from this? And the bottom line, it's BlackRock. I mean, they are looking at at this and seeing not just one trillion dollars of economic value. They're seeing quadrillions of dollars of economic value. And it's found. So that section actually is in in the in the page 68,000. And specifically it reads, 
ending the overconsumption of of and underinvestment in natural in nature requires bringing natural assets into the financial mainstream. To this end, the exchange proposes to adopt listing standards to introduce a new type of public company called an NAC, a new concept pioneered by Intrinsic Exchange Group, IEG. Founded in 2017, IEG is a private company structured as a corporation organized under the laws of the state of Delaware that advises public sector and private landowners on the creation of NAC structures and strategies. NACs will be corporations that hold the rights to the ecological performance, i.e. the value of natural assets and production of ecosystem services produced by natural or working working areas, such as natural reserves or large-scale farmlands, and have the authority to manage the areas for conservation, restoration, or sustainable management. These rights can be licensed like other rights, including run with the land. Patriots, this is all about a corporatocracy. And what that translates to us is so important in that is we understand that what we have to do here is begin to understand the core of this entire fight. This fight has always been about land rights, always. And we just haven't recognized that yet. And unfortunately, we're starting to realize it now as they're trying to strip everything away. We have to start fighting back in, in every angle we can, and it's always going to begin in the spirit. And we have to start waging wars against the principalities that are driving these powers on the, on the, in the fleshly and earthly realms, because that's exactly what's happening. When we start taking transactions and start selling land, which is our sovereign right, our birthright, and we start selling it for fiat currencies, which are valued at nothing, we're literally giving our land away. And people don't see it that way because they hang on to the dollars. And they say, well, look how much money I made. Money's irrelevant in this case because it has no real value. It has definitely no real value in heaven. And this is where we get into a very interesting argument of what is heaven's value and what's Babylon's value. We live in the Tower of Babylon. We live in the country of Babylon anymore. And with that, there is a concept of Babylonian money magic, which is extremely important to understand. Babylonian money magic is literally the art of creating nothing, something out of nothing. So in the sense of banking, and on top of it, by the way, adding a, a, a curse, so to speak, that once you start to use it, you become under the seduction of the money itself and you start to lose your perspective of what's real in the world. Money has that power. When someone said to me once, it's a very, very powerful statement, the most powerful unit of measure in the world is $1. And I said, why did you say that? It's a $1 bill. And I said, why did you say that? He said, because everything is equated on a dollar. And you, use, you pour in your labor into something that's nothing more than a piece of paper, and yet emotionally, spiritually, physically even, that dollar you'll die for. You'll do everything you can to protect it. You'll work yourself to death to have it, and yet it's worth absolutely nothing. And it's, that's a very true statement. That's what we are dealing with here. So as we start to come to grips with the state of the union and where we currently are, this country has long been sold out. And it's been sold out and traded out so many times that we are far beyond the point of thinking that you're going to solve anything through a vote. The votes are a sham. It's all about the illusion to keep you engaged in the system. The idea of protests in the streets is a sham. It's an idea to keep you engaged in the system. The idea of impeachments is a sham. It makes no difference because it doesn't matter who you put up there. And for those of you that are going to say, well, what about Trump? He's going to come in. Trump is not going to fix anything because Trump can't. 
even if he got back in office. Look at what he already did. The people Trump put in around him were deep staters. Even, the, even when advisors were telling him not to put somebody in there like that, he did it anyway. They're all cronies. And these old cronies have no interest in you or I. They have the interest in making sure that the, the alliances that they've made in their life are upheld. That those people that they promised to make benefit for continue to make benefit. But Trump did not put in the right people. And that can be proven time and again. How many people, quote unquote, betrayed his policies. So we are in a place right now in this nation where we lack an active, avid and active leadership that can see through the, the, the fog and be able to place people that are appropriate to clean house. And that's not going to be able to be done within because there's so many layers of protections that are here to keep this institution moving along. And what's the goal of the institution? The goal of the government is to protect itself at this point in time. It's no longer about help protecting you or I. It has no interest in that. It has only the interest in protecting itself. So let's just run a scenario so you get the idea of what's being done. They gave a, an un, untested, well, actually, arguably, it was very tested, just not in the way we typically think about it. They gave a very tested bioweapon to the U.S. military. Not only did they give it to the U.S. military, they mandated it. And they told people that they had to take this bioweapon, though they called it a shot, because part of a vaccine against a virus that ultimately didn't exist. All the fear porn and scare tactic drove soldiers even to roll up their sleeves and say, give it to me so we can deploy, so we can go fight. But there was no fight to be had. The fight was happening to them. At this point in time, we have a military that's so deeply compromised that arguably it's combat and ineffective. We have a military right now with an attrition rate that's off the scales, and they don't have the ability to recruit the talent coming in behind them. Why? Because this COVID thing has proven the true nature of our leadership in our nation. It's broken. It's, it's completely sold out. It's a tyrannical type, treasonous leadership in our nation that sees self-benefit better than the benefit of the soldiers and the protection of the people of this nation. It is driven by the military-industrial complex that sees only one thing. It sees profit margins at the end of the day. It doesn't see effective fighting for the protection of the republic because wars are profitable. Defense is not profitable. Keeping a country safe is not profitable. Going overseas to destroy a world, wipe out its people, is profitable. And that's the machine that we currently work under. And it's sick. We have a military-industrial complex that keeps looking for a new threat. And so what they've discovered is they can find a new threat. They don't even have to deploy overseas. All they have to do is identify the gun owners and the people that speak out against the government and the people that speak out against COVID. And it doesn't matter if it's a thousand, if it's a million, or if it's 300 million people. The more the merrier because what that fight is, is it determines a very long-term and aggressive civil war and type of internal fighting that will fund their machine infinitely. And where's the, where are those dollars coming from? From the completely naive, asleep, and to the certain point, stupid American public that decides to keep paying their taxes and complain about a government that's out of control. That's where we are. And this, and what this military has done, this leadership has done, is it has given this bioweapon, which was designed by the military. It was designed in the labs that the military had part in. It was partnered with the military-industrial complex and the intelligence complex to develop a, and the pharmaceutical complex, to develop a bioweapon for the sole purpose of disabling a, a people, a nation, and a world. It is a depopulation agenda of the worst kind. 
This depopulation agenda, once you take that shot, a few things are guaranteed. Some will die right away. They're the easy targets. They fall off. The next wave, they, people will have sustained and increasing long-term dis disabling diseases, cancers, HIV, mental injuries, myocarditis. All of these things require mental care. Medical care. Mental care too, but medical care. Those are long-term contractual agreements that now allow for a bleeding down of wealth of those people and an accumulation of that wealth into the hands of the elite. This is what this weapon does. And then there are those that ultimately, as they're worn down, they will die. And as each of these dies, it's one less to worry about. But they have disabled a military by doing this. And by disabling a military, then what you count on when you're a politician is that somebody will backfill it to make you promises. These politicians, do not kid yourself, have made deals with the CCP. And they've made the deals of the CCP to make an invasion of this country, though it's long-term strategy, probably generation or two, so that they can overtake America. And then they, these politicians believe that they're going to get rewarded with some little Benny, like a little boy in their bed or a little girl in their bed and an area to rule where they get total tyrannical control over this region and they no longer have it to abide to anybody but their own hand. This is a sort of game that's been going on now for years in setting the conditions that we will be taken over from within, divided, and then the new regents of power will be installed and the new power masters will be the Chinese because our government became traitors. Our government found it was more important when they did the Codel, Codel trips across the world to get in bed with little boys and little girls and be blackmailed and then be controlled by a foreign agent. That's our government. Our government found it more important to do deals with companies like Dominion so that we knew that the elections were rigged and then to lie to you and tell you that the elections are safe. Our government will do anything to protect its own back. Our government designed Social Security so that it was a slush fund to fund all of their private little programs and their pet projects. Our government did the back-end deals with foreign countries so that they were being run by proxy. And then it gave you the illusion that they really cared when in fact, no, not all along they were being run by a foreign government. Our government em empowers the CIA's tools of connecting with cartels and then brings those cartels into our country and our government. That's our government. Our government will tell you that there's a drug problem while it's funding the drugs and, and sh shipping them in. While one hand is trying to eradicate them, the other hand is growing them and trafficking them. And they're telling you that that's counter narcotics operations. That's our government. Our government takes great people, special forces, Navy SEALs, Delta, Rangers, and they send them out to fight these crazy wars. They get slaughtered in these wars, and our government laughs and says, we took the best of your best, and we killed them again. That's our government. Our government has killed hundreds of thousands of young men in this, in this last 100 years, hundreds of thousands, so that the future seat of a nation would be eroded and ultimately destroyed. They took eugenics to a new level because rather than waiting for us to be using eugenics, they used war as a tool for eugenics to dumb down and weaken a nation. That's our government. And since we didn't get enough, apparently, on the previous wars, our government decided to wage one final holy war against every citizen in this nation by creating a false agenda called COVID. A false, false agenda that they then spun up and they even got President Trump to back it. And then they mandated a vax that everybody was supposed to take. And some people like those in the military were required to take it and are now suffering the consequences of that. If they even speak out now in the military 
about COVID and the re- and what's actually happening within. The military sets up an investigation team. They use CID, which is military internal defense, the civil internal defense, and they find them and they prosecute them. This is how our military is currently working. They have become worse than a tyranny. They are literally running like a Nazi fascist organization because that's what they are. Because at their core, they've lost their way. And our leadership is so sold out. When you start looking at where the child sex trafficking is hubbing, you start asking yourself constantly, why does the military always get involved in moving these kids? Because it has sold out. So the whole point of this is the question of where are we going? Tyranny can't continue like this. There's only two options ahead. You either embrace tyranny and live in misery or you deny tyranny and defy it and start a new government. But there's not a choice here for us anymore. And this foolishness of thinking that somehow that we're going to be in a place where we're going to elect our way and elect an official into government, I literally look at this and I I say this to myself over and over. The definition of insanity is to do the same thing over and over and expect a different result. Well, guess what? I think we've done this long enough to figure out that the presidential elections, one way or another, are rigged. And that even if you get a great president, it won't matter because the system is so deep, the system is so... The system is so corrupt that there is no possible way way through it. You have to literally flush it all down and start over. And that's the glory of our country because we are the only country that I know of that has been given that right and duty to do just that, to preserve the vision of the republic. So what does that war look like? Because tyranny, at the end of the day, when I say tyranny and diminishing returns, tyranny does not get better for the people. And people don't get more excited about living under tyranny. Tyranny gets worse because the more you're squeezed, the more tyranny squeezes back and squeezes more. It's it's literally like an anaconda. It's never going to be satisfied even when it breaks every bone in your body until it has swallowed you, digested you, and pooped you out. And then it's going to look for something else to eat. That's what we're living under. And there is no good left in D.C. There is no good or value left in any federal agency. And for that matter, other than some soldiers that are suffering, which God bless them, there is no good left in our military to preserve it. We have all this technology to threaten the world. And the problem is it's in the hand of of psychopaths. And that technology is being used to wage a war now across the globe and against its own people for the benefit of a few. And those few, many of them live in the Beltway, live in in D.C. area, live over in Reston near the CIA agency. That's where they live, they hub out of, because they feed on being the pariahs and the parasites that they are, drawing in taxpayer dollars to prop themselves up and to use their tools of war to keep you and I down. Even speaking these words in this day, and I mean this honestly, it is unconscionable to think that what I'm doing right now is literally against the law. Why? Because I'm speaking about taking down a country, a government in our country, which is by definition a tyranny that is no longer listening to the will of the people, that has broken every single aspect of our Constitution, has ignored it, flushed it, stepped on it, burned it, has set up new rules like the NDAA and the Patriot Act to override it, to give themselves right to exploit every single technique and tool that they have to listen to us, monitor us, surveil us, arrest us, and crush us, take away our First Amendment rights, do everything they can to take away our Second Amendment rights, 
They have violated every aspect of what was guaranteed to us in our Constitution, which in itself was rights given to us by our Creator. And to speak out against a government that does that, I am now considered a terrorist. So I'll own it. I'm good. Thanks. Glad to be a domestic terrorist for my own country. I'll do it any day because every single one of our founding fathers was the same. This is the world we now live in. And it's a world that's actually, actually lost its way because it can't see how bad our government is. The greatest hope we have is that the reality of the children and the child sex trafficking will become revealed so that people can no longer step away from the horrors of what this government is about. And we want to always blame a party. I love this. It's the Democrats. It's the Democrats. It's the Democrats. It's all of them. It's a uniparty. Right now, Paul Ryan has been found in D.C. meeting with the new Speaker of the House. Why is Paul Ryan in there? Because Paul Ryan is, an, is a deep stater. He is there to ensure that certain things happen, to ensure that the Republican Party as an institution maintains its power and that never again will it get in the hands of the people. That's Paul Ryan. And he's on the hunts right now. We have, we have people that have so long and so far sold themselves out, they don't know which way is up because all they're looking for is their own power and they see themselves as an elite class that they themselves are deserving to be greater than you and I. They have done nothing in their life. They have produced nothing in their life except abided by the elites that have hired them in to go do their job. They are literally nothing more than mercenaries and rapists that have taken the halls of D.C., Oh, I guess I should add that other dimension because it's pedophiles too. Because they are willing to do anything for the sake of power. And that fire needs to start burning in the bellies of Americans again to say, why are we allowing this? John Jay was our first Supreme Court justice. John Jay went and negotiated a treaty after the Revolutionary War that gave favor to the Brits even though we had won the war. The public was so alert and so engaged that they were furious when he came back. This was not the time of the internet, remind you. This was the time of printing broadsheets and putting up the news on the wall in the public square. John Jay made a comment when he came back that people were so infuriated with him that he could ride from Philadelphia to New York in the middle of the night without needing a, a lantern because there were so many effigies of him being burned. What happened to that America? Where is that America? that was engaged and on fire. Today, this America is asleep. This America talks about, what are we gonna do? This America waits for the women to stand up while the men sit on the side. This is America that's inverted and lost. This is an America where the voice of truth is, has to be always tempered with the fear of getting some sort of reprisal. This is where the time when everybody wants to try to talk about repairing the damaged system instead of talking about how rancid it is and throwing it out and starting over. We don't have to start over completely because we have everything we need to do it right. We have the documents. We have the foundation. We know exactly what works. What we don't need anymore are banksters. We don't need a criminal class running this country. We don't need the elites who think that they know better than us because they have forgotten the principal rule of the way this nation was designed. All rights given to us by our creator, which means we, the people, are subordinate to the creator, our God, the God, the one God, the God of hosts. He's also the God of wrath. Love, mercy, grace, all those things, and the God of wrath. And then we have us, we, the people, that are subordinate to him. 
and it is the will of the people that runs the government. That means the government is under us. If you have any questions about that, read the second paragraph of the Declaration of Independence. It maps it out very clearly. There's no, there's no debating that. That's the model in which our government was structured. That is a superstructure architecture in which everything from there under was designed. So when you get into the specifics of the executive, the judicial, all those different branches of government, when we get into there and you start to understand that all of that was designed so that it sits under the people because it's the will of the people that they represent, not above the people. Now look at our world and ask yourself, where in our government does it say ever that the will of the people is above the government? That's why we hired 83,000 IRS agents so they could come in and tell you that their will was not your will. So they can enforce an illegal taxation and pride themselves about it. Where in this structure of our government is there a setup where the government listens to the people other than having a complaint line on the, on your website so that they can pretend that they're listening while they put everything into the recycling bin and then they move forward to pass their policies anyway. It is a, we have a military of the people. We have a volunteer military. We are supposed to be a volunteer military, which is supposed to be by design the most powerful military force in the world because people want to serve. And in fact, they did. But right now our recruitment is so low, it's falling off the charts. Why? Because people are not going to continue being told to take a vax while they watch their fellow soldiers get sick, myocarditis, AIDS, mental disease and mental disorders, or die outright. And they're doing everything they can to cover it up because they've already got the contract made. Somebody's written it in ink and it's somewhere in the bowels of this nightmare that we live in. They've already agreed on what congressmen are going to get what regions to rule. They already know what governors are going to stay to rule their local provinces. They already know who the new order of the world is going to be, and it isn't going to be you and I. They already have designed how they're going to remake this military because it's going to be made by people that have no connection to the Declaration of Independence, the Constitution, the Bill of Rights, and most importantly, no connection to God. They want all of this. They're designing it. This is what they're planning on because they have to get rid of us. We are the thorn in their side. We have guns. They hate that. So what do they do? They create wars. Then they announce things like, whoops, there's a global gunpowder shortage. So guess what? Ammo prices are going to skyrocket. Or they do things like George Soros and they buy up, they create a conglomerate and they buy up all the gun companies. They start making lower grade guns with, with Chinese made parts. And then they put it on the stock exchange. And then they have someone like Obama say, we're going to do gun control. Patriots will go crazy, buy guns. Soros makes a ton of money on our passions for guns. And then eventually they dissolve those companies and they go bankrupt. That's the game. Everything they do is to exploit us and our weaknesses and our emotions. And every single time I sit back and I go, when are we going to start thinking like God's children? When are we going to start thinking like sovereigns of this world? When are we going to start thinking of as if we are children of the most high? Because when you think like that, believe it or not, and this is not to overstate who they are, but when you think like that, you start to think like, a, like an unconventional warfare operator. You start to think like somebody who's wearing a green beret. Okay? Because you stop worrying about the little things that they do. You stop looking at the provoking things that they do. And you start to look at the critical nodes that they have and how you exploit it to destroy them. And how to paralyze them. And how to steal away their thunder. And how to turn the tides on war when you're few against the many. 
and you never, ever doubt that you can do it. You look at critical vulnerabilities and you find them. And when you find them, you start to exploit them and you exploit them massively. And when you, when you rip away their, their strengths and you take it from them, suddenly you find that they're on their knees begging for mercy. And then you kill them ruthlessly, every one of them. This is war. This is war. And what they have done to this country and what they have done to our children and what they have done to our families is not something that belongs on this earth. We can debate all day long about the rights of whether God gives us in our hand the right to bring justice, but I will guarantee you there is a time coming that God will. So be prepared. Because this is war. And it's a ruthless war that they're doing, waging against us, taking advantage of our naivety and our soft hearts. Harden up. Because this is a time to get strong and get straight. You have to be the uncorruptibles. Right now, we are privileged. And if you were at Bards Fest, you met some of the uncorruptibles. Brad Miller, former battalion commander for 101st Airborne. Corey Terry, Special Forces Team Sergeant, retired. Pete Chambers, Lieutenant Colonel, retired Special Forces. Cam Hamilton, retired Navy SEAL. Those are the uncorruptibles. And every one of you can be the same. These people's hearts don't get corrupted. They stay focused. They stay clean. They don't get emotional. They stay clear. And that's how we walk. That's how we win. So we find their critical vulnerabilities and we wage war. So now we say, well, how do we wage war? Because are we going to take up guns? Absolutely not. That is not where we begin to find the fight. Because this is a spiritual war first. A war of absolute siege upon the places that they hold strong. A warfare that we have absolute authority on. For we have the power to play, pray into the principalities and start destroying their fortresses with the tools that heaven gives us to wage war in the spirit. And guess what? There is going to be an army of people like, Jer like Jericho under Joshua that will siege. But they can't win unless we are destroying the strongholds in the spirit. We have to wage war from the strength of kingdom. And we have to rain down the mightiness of heaven. We have to tear apart their control agents. We have to rip apart their puppeting, puppeting things that they use to control them. Now, patriots, this is a time that you have to get serious about your prayers more than ever. Don't take prayer lightly. Prayer is warfare. And you have to start teaming up with people where two or three are gathered. You have to decide on targets to go after. If you're going to go after the child sex trafficking, then pray into the cartels to have their strongholds broken, to have their hearts ripped open, to have Jesus present themselves before them, to have them broken before the king. If you're going to pray against D.C., pray against the demons that run that pit. Cast them out into the lake of fire. Sever the con controls that they have upon, upon these people. If you're going to pray against the banksters, then get hold of the demons that run their hearts that make them greedy fools. They want to rape and pillage all of this earth for the sake of their own. Take the war to the principalities. Take them on. Pray into what the principalities are. Learn how, they've, how to fight there. Let Holy Spirit provide you with everything you need and get serious about this warfare. This is how we win because we begin to shake and move. And the problem is too many people just don't believe it's possible. We've become so delusioned with this world in which we are in, we start to believe that what we see is greater than God himself. And if that is where you are, then I'm going to tell you, get on your knees and start repenting because you have missed the entire message and the reality in which you live. Because if you have been fooled to believe that this world somehow has greater power than our God, then you have himself betrayed our God in your relationship with him. So repent. 
Because right now we are in a place where we have people on the ground doing real work and they are not going to succeed unless we continue to fight and wage the war on the spirit for them. George Patton understood that. That is why he passed out the Christmas prayer message and he asked for every soldier and every person back home to pray. And in the most critical fight of the war, in that winter, when they were facing the Germans buried in the weather and with no sun, they broke the skies open and the planes were able to come in and dive bomb and blow up the Germans and we were able to advance. But it all happened through prayer first and Patton understood that. This is our hour to wage war in the spirit to show this how mighty it is when a heart of a nation comes before God and says, God, we will repent before you. We will fight with you. We will stand and let you fight for us. And we will pray into this, God, and we will break every fortress and stronghold out there. For this is our role here now as the soldiers on the ground take action. Let us give them the cover that they need to shake the heavens and wake up and shake out the demons to open up the doorways so they can go in and succeed. And let our prayers also be for the mighty warriors, the uncorruptibles, to let them rise now, to hear this, to hear this call in this hour. Because this is the time. This is the time. This is the time that we have to truly be in this time and place. We have to work together as one. You are not, just because you may not have worn a uniform, just because you may not be a high-speed shooter, just because you can't do some sort of cool guy stuff like jump out of an airplane at 30,000 feet with an oxygen mask, or as one buddy of mine said, do a quadruple bypass on a pig at 40,000 feet under a mask. Cool. Those are specialty skills for specialty people to do specialty things where few people go, and we need every one of them. But they need every one of you. Because the war that they wage is built on the foundation of a mighty spiritual fight that we wage against the realms and principalities that they don't reach, but they rely on to be neutralized so they can have loose the operation on the ground to destroy and ruthlessly pursue and eradicate an enemy that has taken over our nation. And it begins with prayer. It begins with prayer. And let God guide the hands of every soldier on the ground that now hears the call to raise the sword of steel. And let every strike and every blow that you wage as a soldier of the sword of steel be led by his hand. Let it be. So we need all of those that pray. We need you mightily because you are the, what opens the doors for those on the ground to succeed. Patton understood that. He always said the reason we did so well in World War II is because a nation prayed. It's time that we return to that. We pray with intent. We pray with intent to win. We pray with intent to break strongholds. We pray with intent to tear down fortresses. We pray with intent to bring victory, which then translates to victory on the ground. And heaven's waiting. We have the authorities. Jesus gave us those. So as we watch a government spin out of control, mock us, laugh at us, pass these bills, wage war against them in prayer. Listen to what Holy Spirit tells you to do. Listen closely to the directions that Holy Spirit provides. Listen and pray into it and pray hard and be ruthless about it. Don't take prisoners. We separate the demons from the flesh, but sometimes the flesh is so deeply corrupted that ultimately it's going to have to be neutralized and God will deal with it and deal with it in the, point, in the courts of heaven. But our warfare in prayer is unrelenting. And it is how this victory is brought to this land and this country. And it's how we restore what we had given to us. The deeper we go into these rabbit holes to realize how devious, how dark, how ruthless, how 
evil these people are. We have to light the fires of righteousness to don't seek vengeance, but seek the writing of the ship of this time and this hour that raises up the power of heaven to be able to bring the hand of justice to the world as God intends. It's God's job to bring justice, our job to pray, and pray with that heart of a repenting heart. Pray with that heart of an honest heart that comes to heaven and says, I do not bring vengeance to this fight, but I do bring righteousness in this hour. I bring the righteousness of somebody who walks in the, in the pathways of Christ. I walk in his footsteps. I seek to do what my king would do. I will flip ta- tables when necessary. I will speak the truth to the Pharisees when everyone else won't. But I will also heal the sick. I will heal the broken. I will, dis- I will free those dependent on demons and cast them out and deliver them from the darkness. I will raise the dead. I will speak the gospel of Jesus Christ like it's a mighty sword of steel striking through the spirit and severing those bonds and ties that the demons build. I will raise a nation up with the hope of love. And I will pray into that mightily into the courts of heaven, bringing everything we need to bring justice to this land. And somewhere in there, God will call his soldiers on the ground. I'm not worried about that one. We've already got them. He will activate their hearts. He will lead them to do the fight necessary, but they will only succeed if we are successful first. This is war. Mark my words on this. This is war. We aren't here when it's going to happen. It's now. And the more that these fools are allowed to move forward, the more destruction they're going to give. And there has to be a line where we say enough is enough. And we stand as one, shoulder to shoulder, side by side, facing off against this enemy and saying, God is with us and we're waging this war and you are going no more. This is the line you will not cross. And that line is now. So don't ever doubt the power in which you carry in this fight. Don't ever doubt what you're capable of just because you didn't serve in a uniform. Our soldiers need you, need us more than ever right now. The war is being waged on them to destroy them so they can't rise up. Our prayers need to protect them so that they can and overcome. Our prayers need to free them from the burdens and the chains that are placed around them by a tyrannical leadership that seeks to destroy them. Our prayers need to reach into the 7.5 million alien illegals that are here and waken up their hearts to Jesus and teach them the power of what the Constitution, the Declaration of Independence, and the Bill of Rights means. Someone wrote me in the other day and said, Scott, what do you think if we put one of the, if we translated the Declaration of Independence, the Constitution, and the Bill of Rights into Spanish? And I'm like, uh, let's get her done. Because if that's what it takes so they can read it and understand it, let's do it. We take that seven and a half million and we convert them to an army for us. And just so I say this, because I saw somebody's comment today, it was interesting. They said, you've lost your mind. Really? Well, here, let me just help you out on that. Colonel P. Chambers is going to be on the show tomorrow night. He and I had a great talk this morning. And he and his team have come to the exact conclusion that the only way we win this with the people that are coming across the border is to get to them before the deep state does, to convert them into being great Americans that love and walk in Jesus. Now, that strategy is catching fire. It's not me. It's not Pete. It's God. And he's telling us something. Fight like you will fight in kingdom. 
Raise up an army in the body of Christ. Stand mightily in this hour, walking under the banner of Christ, speaking the gospel, healing the broken and the sick, raising the dead, casting out demons, seeking the greater works, and wage war against those principalities which you have the authority to do, because you have dominion over all evil. I'll take that mission any day. Because in the end, that's the victory that we must have in order for the rest of the victory to be accomplished. Let's pray. Father God, we come to you very humble today. And we just ask for your blessing this night for everybody that has been hearing and touched by this podcast and this moment in time. Let their hearts be shaken and awakened to the reality of what we have to face. For this war we wage is not by a war of steel, but by a war of the sword of the spirit. And let us be inspired by the power of prayer, prayer. And so, Father, we ask Holy Spirit to just download the information we need to understand truly what it is that we need to do to be specific about the warfare in our prayer, how to focus our prayers, the words that we need to speak, the scriptures we need to read. Guide us, Father, in this hour. Let Holy Spirit fill our hearts full. Let us be in that hour and time where we understand the technicalities of this warfare. Give us those blessings, Father, for this is a mighty war that we face, and we fight and we wage this war in the Spirit above all. And Father, for the soldiers that you call in this hour, let them hear your words to guide their hands carefully and selectively and their steps so that each step that they take as they wield swords of steel are always by your hand, not by their own. Let this fight be blessed from top to bottom from side to side, the full breadth of what this army is by your words and your commands. And let us hear those commands as we walk. Let the intercessors, let the prayers, prayer warriors rise up now and intercede on behalf of this nation and on behalf of the world to destroy the strongholds, break the fortresses, and to free those that are bound by, this, by the darkness of the evil spirits. Let the demonic be set under, under notice that we are here to wage war against you and we will succeed. For you have no authority here, for we are the children of the Most High. And Jesus, our King and Savior, has given us the authority over all, all dominion of evil. And we shall use it in his name. For we are now waging war against an enemy that has no limit. And we say there is a limit and the limit is now. We've drawn the line. There will be no more. And in the end, we shall smoke you out. We shall put you at the feet of Jesus, bound and ready to be cast into the lake of fire, and you shall be no more. For this dare that you place on this earth has to end, and it is up to us to draw that line. For if it is not our generation, then who else? And it is our time, and it is our hour to do just this. So, Father, we ask that that blessing, that urgency, that, that anointing of understanding of purpose fall upon every heart. Fill them mightily and the inspiration to be bold in this hour, to be the prayer warriors of prayer warriors, legend of legends, to shake the heavens and to understand the heavens know that we are here, that those children of God that the earth has waited and grown to our awakening have awakened and we are standing ready to fight. But we aren't just standing, Father, we are moving moving forward, shoulder to shoulder, side by side, united in the body of Christ as we continue to reach out and to bring the tribes together under one, one banner, to fight together with the collage of voices that you've created, to echo the perfect sound of heaven, to destroy the fortresses that the enemy thought were impenetrable, and to scatter the forces on the ground in fear for their masters 
have been slain. This is our hour. In Christ Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So patriots, be inspired. This is the time that we celebrate life. Let us also celebrate victory. For as these trolls try to move around and defame that of the sacred time, regardless of what this date is or isn't, it is still a time that we are going to celebrate life. We are celebrating Jesus. We are celebrating his birth. You can celebrate it any time. We're celebrating it now. And I say all that for those that question, is it Christmas, is it night? I don't know. I'm not worried about it. We're here to celebrate Jesus. Celebrate Jesus. Celebrate Jesus with mighty, victorious prayers. Celebrate Jesus by invoking the powers and authorities that he gave. Celebrate Jesus with the mightiness of what we are and who we are. For we are the children of the Most High. That we're so worthy in God's eyes that he sacrificed his only son to free us from the bonds and the, and the contracts and blood that were made by giving the contract and blood of his own son to free us. We were given victory on the cross. Now we have to bring victory into this world. And that's on us to do. So rise. Let your prayers be heard. And shake the heavens when you pray. Patriots, keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into the fight. God is with us. And he'll never forsake us. And in the end, God always wins. But we are here in this time, in this place, for just such a time as this. We are at war. So walk boldly and fearlessly with Christ. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Subdue the enemy. Mission forward. Patriots, I'll see you tonight for Fishers of Men. Until then or until the next time, God bless and out for now. We shall pay any price, bear any burden, meet any hardship, support any friend, oppose any foe, to assure the survival and the success of liberty. Every thoughtful citizen who despairs of war and wishes to bring peace should begin by looking inward, by examining his own attitude towards the possibilities of peace. Too many of us think it is impossible. Too many think it is unreal, but that is a dangerous, defeatist belief. It leads to the conclusion that war is inevitable, that mankind is doomed, that we are gripped by forces we cannot control. We need not accept that view. Our problems are man-made, therefore they can be solved by man, and man can be as big as he wants. No problem of human destiny is beyond human beings. Man's reason and spirit have often solved the seemingly unsolvable, and we believe they can do it again. Surely the opening vistas of space promise high costs and hardships, as well as high reward. So it is not surprising that some would have us stay where we are a little longer, to rest, to wait, but this city of Houston, this state of Texas, this country of the United States was not built by those who waited and rested and wished to look behind them. This country was conquered by those who moved forward, and so will space. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other thing.
not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Because that challenge is one that we're willing to accept. The energy, the faith, the devotion which we bring to this endeavor will light our country and all who serve it. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. thousands of years to show its face. It has only one intent, to destroy God's light and to enslave. It has no scruples, it has no rules but one, to win at any cost. But we will never bow, for we are the remnant that will hold the line. This is war. We fight. We push, we climb, we never give in, we become the nightmare that evil didn't know could exist. We pray, we stand, we live by the words, in God we trust, we fear nothing, we are the light that can never be extinguished. We are patriots. We are the digital army that will help deliver God's wrath. <laughs> 